Welcome everybody. This is El Chisme y Mas. <laughs> it's episode two and I have two podcasts on here. The first segment is going to be El Chisme and it's just basically where I tell you guys a little bit about my life, what is happening in the media, in the world, and it's honestly just a full chisme. My second is going to be my topic of the week where I share my knowledge, my wisdom, my ideas, my perspective on a certain topic. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. So in El Chisme today, <laughs> honestly, I feel like a lot of things have happened this week. Like personally, personally and everywhere. First, about two weeks ago, I started studying for my LSATs again, and I never thought I was going to do that again because that test was one of the hardest tests I've ever taken, and it took so much out of me to study for this test. But here I am. So basically, I took the LSAT in January, and I then applied to law schools And I applied to one down here in San Diego and they reached back to me and they were like, hey, we really like your application, but we really think to straighten your application, you should take your LSAT again. They messaged me this in, let's just say the beginning of, the beginning of March. Let's just say the beginning of March, late February, because I put my application in early February. Um, so they reached back to me within like four days and then I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to take the LSAT again. Like I just started working at that point. I was studying for my GRE because my master's is essentially like my backup plan. <laughs> like if I don't get any into any law schools, like I was planning to go to go get my master's um, at SDSU, but Anyway, so I was studying for my GRE, like I was getting my personal statements together, like all of that is so much hard work. Applying to upper division education is so much hard work. Let me just start there. But second of all, I just, you know, I I literally took my LSAT in January. I took my GRE in March and there was just no way that I was going to be studying for uh, like the LSAT again, especially like a test in general, especially the LSAT, in my opinion. Like, it was just no way. Um, But, you know, everybody knows what happened in March. And March was a very, one of, like, the scariest times of our lives. I mean, that sounds a little dramatic, but the pandemic itself is very scary. So I got this email. Let's just say Tuesday... And I was like, oh, there's no way I could study for the LSAT again. Like, obviously, law school is not for me. Whatever. That was on Tuesday. I had that all, like, set in stone. Like, I'm just not going to go to law school, even though I've been trying to do this for, for the past year and a half. Whatever. By Sunday, I got let go of my job because that's when they were shutting down, like, all restaurants and bars in California. And so... I was still like, well, I don't like it was like, I feel like my mind at that point, I feel like my mind at that point, it was 
it was too um, occupied. <laughs> I would like to say occupied. It was too worried. I think worried is a good one. Worried, occupied, and stressed out with this whole um, coronavirus situation. I mean, a lot of people got let go. It was just a lot to deal with at that point, that Sunday that I got let go. I took a week off from life. <laughs> I think we all, right? I think we all took that. Like that week that we were told that all restaurants in California, bars, everything were going to be shut down. I think we all took that week to just like, just kind of be with ourselves and our spirits. I don't know how to explain it. But we took that week off. And then um, the next week, I thought like, I took that whole week to think about it. Like, okay, do I really want to devote myself to the LSATs again? Like, do I really want to do this? And literally something within me said, let's fucking do it. <laughs> no, it's it really is crazy how such turn of events just happened kind of suddenly for me. Um, like, I did not want, I still don't really, I. it's not that I don't want to take this outside class, but it was like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of mind fuck. And um, for me, it w- I really had to tell myself, all right, if you're going to do this, you're going to be 100% committed, like, do it. And, yeah, so that the following week, um, two weeks after I got let go, um, I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time for me to study for my LSAT again. Like, there's going to be no distractions, no nothing, so... This is just perfect time for me to focus on my goals. But I devoted my I have been devoting myself to studying at least 15 hours to 20 hours a week on the LSAT. Isn't that crazy, though, how life works out? Honestly, uh, before I lost my job and the spread of the coronavirus, I didn't believe I could do it again. But here I am. And it's been two weeks almost. And. I'm putting all my forces and my intelligence into studying for this test. So, yeah, wish me luck. I am, again, studying for the LSAT, which is something I never thought I would do again. Funny how life turns out. Another thing that happened in the media is Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race. Honestly, I don't think it's a big shock because of the past election that happened where in his polls, his numbers were pretty bad. So I guess now it's Biden and Trump at the end of 2020. Let me just say, though, it's a little fucked up how Biden got elected. Like, it just shows you how conservative people still are, you know, like. uh, Like. Uh, more on the elections at the end later on today was not about elections it's just biden dropped out i mean not biden sorry sanders dropped out so i just wanted to mention him all right moving on in lighter news one thing that has been keeping me afloat and keeping me happy during this time is cooking i love to cook and every week i plan to make like a new recipe or like just try something new that i never tried making and um (laughs) this past week i tried to make mac and cheese and i followed the christy teagan's recipe i honestly don't know if i fucked up or her rest 
well i'm sure her recipe is good because a lot of people talk about it but i i think i fucked up her recipe so i sucked at that <laughs> i made a little sopa a little caldo a little soup and that was good and i've been watching the food network as like my going to sleep show so hopefully that will improve my cooking but i want to jump on the bag wagon of trying to make fresh bread you know people have been making like sourdough bread or like little little things um of bread and i've been wanting to make that because fresh bread that's fucking genius like who does it who doesn't love a fresh bread like you could um you could like cut it up and then put it next to your pasta. You could cut it up and like just put some olive oil with some sal and some tomatoes on top. Like there's a lot of it. obviously there's a lot of things you could do with bread. <laughs> so I really want to make bread. I made banana bread and that's very popular right now. Just because my mom always buys um, bananas and I'm like, Mom, why are you buying bananas? Like I don't really like bananas and you don't eat. So <laughs> like stop buying bananas and I. I don't know if it's the Mexican meat. I don't know what it what it is, but I hate when food goes to waste. Like I hate when food goes to waste more than the regular people. Like you know, growing up Mexican, you were not allowed to leave the table unless you finish your plate. And I feel that way till this day. Like <laughs> I can't leave my plate. I can't leave the table unless I finish my plate. No funny story. Let me tell you guys how how crazy this gets in my household like in my family one time a long time ago my grandma bless her heart she made me oatmeal first of all i don't really even like oatmeal that well but i was like i'm not i'm not complaining my grandma you know <laughs> i'm not complaining you grandma you want to serve me oatmeal okay i'll eat it whatever with the bread because bread with oatmeal with a little butter that's good right and I don't know what happened, but I see her pouring me the oatmeal and there's like, I'm not lying. There's a shit ton of ants in it. And I'm like, oh, grandma, <laughs> there's hormigas, there's ants in it. And she's like, so it's still fine. Eat it. You know who had to eat the oatmeal? Me, no, this is totally like a true story. Like, I don't know if it's, that's why I don't like oatmeal to this day. I don't know if that's why I think I don't like oatmeal. But I remember her making me eat the oatmeal that had ants in it. And I was about six, seven. So I may be exaggerating how many ants there were in it. But I could scoop up like the cereal. I mean, the oatmeal. And I could see an ant like. Like, I don't know how many ants they were, but it felt like there were a lot. Okay, so I don't like wasting food. <laughs> so that's why. All right. <laughs> Back to the podcast, because that's a crazy story. I love my grandma. My grandma's my grandma was one of a kind lady, I swear. But another thing that happened to me this past weekend, um, since I moved back home, my room was like a green ugly color and I thought I was going to be on HGTV home improvement and I was like mom I think I could paint my room by myself like like I, I think I could do it I think you could we could do it just guide me like I think I could do it okay uh, and then <laughs> I was like oh I'll be done in four hours like by four hours like I'm gonna be drinking my wine and 
and you know taking a nap oh my god nobody told me and i never been a witness a painting room nobody told me the process it takes to paint a room first you got to put the stucco you got to wait for that to dry then you put the primer you got to wait for that to dry oh first but but after the stucco you have to sand it down right and then you got to put the primer and then you got to put the paint and then after that you got to clean up all the paint spots that are on the ground so that that was very interesting and I mean, my room looks so cute now, and it's just like what I envision it now. But let me tell you, it took me, it took us like three days for two days, two days technically for us to get it done. And not to mention, I was talking to my friend before we started painting my room, and I was so drunk painting my room. Like, I'm talking like hiccups, like... I was like, oh, God, I w my mom was like, wow, you're so fast. I'm like, yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I'm so fast because I want to get out of here. Like, I'm done painting this room. We, we painted it, so that's done. And then also my mom and I, did. we didn't have a microwave. I know, you guys are like, a microwave? Who doesn't have a microwave? We didn't have a microwave for, my mom didn't have a microwave for two years. And since I lived here for almost four months now, she hasn't had a microwave. So she got a microwave and... Like, I was like, oh, maybe I could try to do it. No, <laughs> I could not be on HGTV ever. Like, did you guys, because our, our microwave hangs against the wall. And did you guys know that you had to put little holes in through the cabinet on top and then hang it to the wall? But you also have to put little holes in it and you have to make sure that there's, oh, what is that thing called where it's like, it's against the wall. It's like against the wall. There's, um, oh, I forgot a name, but it, it a stud. There's, it has to be a stud for you to put the nail in. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I, like, I'm glad this weekend is over and she wants, I brought my couch in from my apartment. She wants, um, us to paint the living room. And I'm like, mom, give me about three weeks and then I'll do it because <laughs> it's so much work. And I still have paint on the floor <laughs> all right but thank you to my tío who helped me out obviously with the microwave because we could not have done that on our own there's no way the microwave is heavy you have to have certain tools but i think the whole point of this of this is if you think like the painting room and putting up a microwave is easy work please rethink that <laughs> another thing that's going on this week it is the last week of lent I gave up all meats besides eggs and fish. I gave up drinking on Fridays and I gave up. It was supposed to be fried food, but honestly, I switched to just French fries because I was like, Ugh, I want chips in my life. Like, I don't not want to carry on life without chips. That's not giving up. OK, that's I don't think that I don't consider that giving up because in my mind, when I think fried food, I think French fries. I really miss eating chicken. Like everything else, I saw chorizo. I saw chorizo. I saw carne. And the only thing I miss is chicken. Like I really miss eating chicken. Like oven bake. The way I make my chicken is so good. Like I don't know if it's just me because I make it, but I think my chicken is so good. And I think chicken in general is so good. Enchiladas taste so much better with chicken in them. 
I miss chicken so much. So I'm glad I only have technically three more days until Lent is over and I can have chicken. Also, I am so proud of myself because now let's just say I gained 20 pounds since last September. And yes, I realize that's very unhealthy, but um, I blame it on the LSATs, as I mentioned earlier. Like, I feel like even my tone of voice when I was talking about the LSATs was so depressing because that test is so depressing. Anyways. So, but I jumped on the scale today or two days ago and it was the lightest I've weighed in like two months. Oh, that made me feel so good and like motivated me to like not eat dinner or like a late dinner and to work out. And I have been working out. Usually I try to do once a day, at least light movement. Um, I just try to work out a little bit. Like today I lifted and for 40 minutes and I took my dog on a 20 minute walk. But there are a lot of workouts on YouTube, um, fitness, like fitness person, fitness guru. I, I, I don't know the proper name, but she's um, a trainer and her name is Jeanette, Jeanette Jenkins. And she's so good. Like she after you do one of her workouts, you're like, woo. And I really I really enjoy the way she what moves she does and all that. Um, also, I was a 20. I am a 24 hour fitness member, but um my friend keeps telling me that they're still doing the classes online, but I can't, I can't figure it out. Technology sometimes, it takes me a while. YouTube is a little easier. <laughs> but yeah, so if you guys like want to work out during this quarantine, there's a lot of like pages or what is it? Channels on YouTube that dedicate to that. Just giving everybody a heads up. The last thing I want to talk about in my cheese mess section is that Kobe is that is it sent or is it like he got accepted or given the honor given the honor of being in the Hall of Fame along with Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and six other basketball players. Oh man, um, Vanessa Bryant, um gave a speech or like she accepted his um his hall of fame and she was like i wish he was here with us and to celebrate and i know this would have been the peak of his nba career and you could tell she was getting a little teary eyed um but i really wish kobe was here to see this we can all agree that kobe there was something special about him as an nba player Let's just say I can speak for everyone that he is he is more than deserving of this honor. I'm going to move on now. Um, that's all I have for Cheeseman today. I feel like there's a lot of other Cheeseman, but this is all like I want to talk about for now. And then maybe next week I'll elaborate more on other things. But um, my next segment is going to be my topic of the week or my topic of discussion. I really don't have my names figured out yet for my segments. So <laughs> this is what we're rolling with. <laughs> but my next topic is the coronavirus. I I was very skeptical of talking about this, like making this my full segment only because just everywhere you go there's corona this corona that COVID-19 this COVID-19 that um and so I didn't want to talk about it but this is 
like I said last episode, this is the elephant in the room, you know. I tried my best to do as much research to bring you guys up to date of everything that's going on with the COVID-19 crisis and the pandemic that's going on. Well, the crisis is the pandemic, but you guys know what I mean. You know, like these just, I feel like now I'm in a space where I could look up facts and then the or like look up things online and they not depress me or they not make me feel so shitty about what's going on or like I still can't watch the news personally because I feel like the news just never gives you perspectives it um, never gives you uh, positivity and I don't like that so I don't watch news I do read a I try to read a bunch of articles but even that could be sometimes eh. just some things that I know about the coronavirus and that are unfolding um a lot of people have filed for unemployment and according to the washington post at the end of march um 6.65 million people in the united states have filed and over 10 million have applied for unemployment in the past two months um so i'm guessing the month of march and the month of april which is crazy that unemployment's um i think they're like close very close to matching the great depression era levels this is what i was saying last week um like how i said that the coronavirus was going to have a dramatic effect on the economy and that's why i was really scared at first you know and we could see that trickling down till this day um but i feel like these numbers aren't exactly true i think even more people are unemployed because i feel like it does not represent people that don't have a legal status or papers in the united states so there might be even more people suffering without a job i'm i don't exactly know but i'm pretty sure um contrary to popular belief i did take an immigration immigration class before and they don't usually receive government aid. They won't be receiving unemployment benefits. They won't be receiving a stimulus check. They won't be, um, they can't qualify for any other help. I think the number is more than what they're saying. So it is devastating to me. I think as a human being, no matter what your um, stand is on immigration, if you don't feel a little sorry for them, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but... You know, like I said, I saw the economy crashing, but one thing I didn't predict was that they would be releasing so many people from prison early because of the coronavirus. It's an estimated that the U.S. has the largest incarcerated population in the world with an estimate about 2.3 million people. With the coronavirus spreading and jails are overcrowded, they're releasing they're releasing people. For example, in New York, um, it released 900 nonviolent offenders at the end of March. California is releasing 3,500 nonviolent inmates in the upcoming months. Other states are following this too, to hopefully uh, stop the spread of the coronavirus. Rappers six. 69 619 no that's my area code uh, rapper 66 i really don't know how to say takashi to 69 i'm just gonna say takashi 69 was released from prison due to the coronavirus i believe he was um let out april 2nd and he was originally supposed to be let out august 2nd and now he's serving the rest of his term at home 
which is another five years. But that was already an agreement. They already agreed that he was going to serve two years in prison. And then that the rest of the five years he was going to serve at home. But he just left four months earlier. And now but now other like celebrities want to follow his lead, like Pill Cosby and rapper Y and Y and M Melly. OK, let me just say this. When you hear new rappers names that you've never heard of before. It's a sign you're getting old. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? And. And Melly like. But allegedly he's waiting, awaiting in trial because he allegedly killed his two best friends and he staged it as a drive by. But he's he said that um, he's actually dying from like COVID-19 as. Like he's dying from it, so that's why he wants to get released. Listen here. Um, I don't know if that is true, um, because obviously we can't see him. Oh, lawyers could get a little, they could get a little dirty within there. I mean, I don't want to say something and then not be the case, but if this young man is faking it to get out of jail or to await his trial, I think that is wrong. I don't think he should be doing that. No, but if you sincerely have COVID-19 and you are dying from it, you like the prison system should give you the right care. But that's why I think the healthcare in America is just all kind of (laughs) crazy. But another thing that like I thought of when I was reading about this is. Like I mentioned earlier. The United States has the largest incarcerated population in the world. Like, think about for that for a second, right? We're letting out, let's just say, thousands of prison inmates. Did we even have to put them in there in the first place? I get, I get, they broke a rule. They had to face some time, right? Like, I get that. But there has to be a silver lining, I feel. Like, we can't be the country that has so many... That has the most incarcerated people in the world. Like that, that we can't have the largest population because we don't have the largest population in the world. Like that to me just doesn't make sense, right? And if we're so quickly to let him out, why did we even give him in the first place? You know, I'm just saying. Even Kim Kardashian is saying that they're like she's putting now her career. Like I, me and my friend were talking and my friend, she's in the, she's a paralegal. She's in the justice system. She like admires Kim Kardashian so much for what she's doing because like the prison system is really unfair and it gives people a greater sentence than I think they should be. And I think that's the problem. And I think that's what she's trying to fight. Um, but like if we're so quick to just release these people, why even give them the sentence at the beginning? You know, that's just my opinion. But I guess that's another day's topic. That's because that's a whole other topic, right? That's a whole long topic we I could have a discussion about and how I strongly feel about one way. So I'm just going to leave it some other day. <laughs> and another thing that was crazy about this whole coronavirus is that at first China had the most cases. Now it's six. It's first in the U.S. with 400,000 cases. Then it's in Spain with 146,000 cases. And then Italy with 135,000 cases. Germany and then France. And then there's China. 
So they're in six right now. In New York alone, there have been 76,000 cases with 4,000 deaths. To put that in perspective, the coronavirus has killed more people than the 9-11 attacks. Um, I think we have to acknowledge the doctors, the nurses, the hospital personnel that are leaving their city and or even their country and flying elsewhere to help control the spread of or like to help the patients of the coronavirus because they're the ones on the front line. They're the ones fighting this. But but I feel like there's always room to share positive news. And the positive news is that the curve in the United States has um, flattened, as we like to call it. Flattened is the right word. So I guess not um, not a lot of new cases are being reported and not a lot of more deaths are happening. Like I mentioned, New York is still um, severely affected, but... Places like California and the West Coast, I believe. Um, from what I read, I, you know, from what I read, um, we have been really good at flattening the curve. And yeah, so another thing that happened is Wuhan, 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 China, was, which is where um, it is claimed that the virus originated from after 11 weeks which is about three months, something, 70-something days, um, it ends its lockdown. Um, there, there were 67,000 confirmed cases, 64,000 recovered, and 3,000 deaths. And they lifted their travel plan, travel ban. The Chinese government's claim that they have the situation under control. Listen, this city completely cut off everything like they had travel bans you ha if you went had if you had to go to the store you only had limited amount of hours like i feel like in the united states we have so much leeway compared to what i was reading that wuhan had to do or so people were separated from their family this whole time i read this i read a story about a lady that worked from worked in wuhan because it's a pretty transient city and she worked in Wuhan and she like her family lives in another city and she so she basically didn't see her kids those three months. And oh, man, I just think of last year, as you guys know, I was in Vegas and if this would have happened last year. Oh, man, I don't I think honestly, I would have broken my lease and just came down here because I don't think I could be without my mom during these crucial times. And I live very like we like my family's very Nick, like we're very tight and I am very, very blessed and very fortunate. And every day I I thank God that I mean, I wish it didn't happen at all. Trust me. Trust me. I wish it didn't happen at all. But I'm glad it happened this year as opposed to last year, because being without your family during this has to be like if I wasn't with my mom, who everybody knows, like me and my mom are like the closest human beings ever. If I wasn't with my mom during this times, I don't know how. I, yeah, no, it's just so I'm very grateful that I'm here in my home when this is happening. I'm like without further ado, like that is why I think I've stayed so positive throughout this because I'm like, it could be worse, people. It could. But in Wuhan, China, 
the restaurants, the bars, everything is still. I don't think obviously like in China, in Wuhan, China, where the lockdown was lifted, I don't think everything is back to normal. I think back to normal could take a really long time. And I'm not saying that to be negative. Trust me. Trust me. I, I, I'm such a positive person. I feel like I've been such a positive person throughout this. But it's reality. Like, you know, after this is over, everyone's going to have that question. Like, I think it's going to take about six, nine months for it, for life to go back to normal. But even then, I don't know what that normal is going to look like. But... Because they have been confined for so long um, and scared for the past three months that they're probably just, like, adjusting to it. Like, there are people in tears crying. And I think we should all be looking at how Wuhan does and how, like, during the quarantine and how they're doing after uh, the lockdown is over. And if there is any new cases of the COVID-19 virus. Honestly, the U.S. government has a lot to deal with right now. They have a lot to handle. I mean, everything happens so fast. And every department in the U.S. is very busy. Let's just say that. And I hope and pray that everyone over there is doing what they feel is necessary to help the American people. And I'm just going to leave it there. I just want to spread some positivity like we are going to come out of this. Um, we don't know when yet, <laughs> but it is going to happen. And I'm positive that things will get back to normal, even though it might be a new normal. All right, guys, I think that's all I have for today. I hope you guys learned a thing or two or just I shined a new light. I hope I did something. I hope you guys didn't just listen to us for nothing. I hope I really did um, share new facts. And I hope you guys are dealing with this the best way you guys can. And I won't be talking about the coronavirus again for another two weeks, hopefully, unless something really crazy happens. Um, because I just don't want that to always be. I know it's the elephant in the room, but I don't want it to be like the center of discussion. Um, I probably will just be talking about quarantine more than the coronavirus itself because, yeah, because I don't want, like, I feel like the COVID-19 is all people talk about. So I want this space to be different than what you guys normally hear. But I just wanted to share some facts, some, um, new light and new positivity because things are looking up from here. I, I, I gotta believe it. And I hope you guys believe it because, I don't want to keep going and think everything is negative. I think that's a terrible way to live. So just always be positive. There's could always be something worse happening in your life. If you have food in your refrigerator, if you have a house over your head, be grateful for it. Move on and just know you, just like my tia said earlier when I didn't want to go to this one story with her because it was her, yeah, I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. I'll just stay in the car. She's like, no, didn't you hear what the news said? We're all in this together. <laughs> and so I got out the car and I went with her to that particular store. 
But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Adios. Uh, so long. Farewell to you, my friend. <laughs> Until we meet again. I feel like I sounded good. And then I'm going to play this back and it's going to sound like shit. <laughs> okay, bye.